Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, located in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application for our lives. With that in mind... Show me the sin behind the sin. What do I want more than you? What in my life right now has taken down the beauty of the cross, put it to the side, and has put something else up? And Lord, would you please, would you please make whatever that is stenchful to me? And even if you don't do that, make the cross just so beautiful that the other becomes stenchful to me that I just love it more. Today on Change My Love, we will talk a lot about the difference between believing in God, which most people do, and believing in God, which many people actually don't do. In other words, while most people believe God exists, many people don't believe what God says about how to go to heaven. God says it is by His grace, while many people who call themselves religious believe it is by their being a good person. The false teachers in Galatia said it was believing in Jesus plus obeying the law of Moses. But in Galatians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul shows us God's plan long before Moses lived. Here's Pastor Jim. 1 John 1, 9 says, If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, what is he saying to them? If you want to grow in the Christian life, do the same thing you did at the beginning. Let the cross grip your heart. Let the work of Christ Grip your heart and practice the spiritual disciplines while, so I'm reading my Bible, I'm praying, I'm fellowshipping, I'm hanging out with you guys, I'm getting involved with people, I'm serving, I'm doing the things that I know God would have me to do while I'm abandoning the trust in myself we have that? I'm doing the things that are building my trust in Christ and I'm abandoning trust in myself and the byproduct is people go, you know, man, that thing that happened last week, yeah, it goes, poof, two years ago, man, you'd have been punching holes in the wall. What's up with you? You're abandoning trust in yourself and you're transferring your trust in daily living to Jesus Christ and what's happening by, by putting your trust in Christ, by doing the spiritual disciplines, by continually trusting in Christ, abandoning, trusting yourself, what are you doing? God is perfecting you. He is completing you. So continually say to the Lord in anything that happens, what's the sin behind the sin? A lot of times we do something and we're like, Man, came home and ate a whole half gallon of ice cream. Sup with that? Came home and, uh, and, and, and wanted to have a glass of wine. The next thing I know, I'm uncorking a new bottle. What, what, what's up with that? See, we're going, 
oh, eating, eating the ice cream is the sin. Drinking the wine is the, too much. Getting drunk is the sin. No, 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 no. We need to ask the Lord, what's the sin behind the sin? Why am I coming home eating a half gallon of ice cream? Am I looking for comfort in food instead of the Lord? Am I feeling entitled? Am I angry at the world? Do I need to escape reality? See, see, when you just look at the sin, did you ever notice it keeps happening? You're like, why do I keep doing this? Because we have to look at the sin behind the sin. We have to say to God, through your word, through your spirit, please show me the sin behind the sin. What do I want more than you? What in my life right now has taken down the beauty of the cross, put it to the side, and has put something else up? And Lord, would you please, would you please make whatever that is stenchful to me and even if you don't do that, make the cross just so beautiful that the other becomes stenchful to me, that I just love it more. See, it's not really about what we do and what we don't do. It's, it's that we don't rejoice in Jesus Christ and him crucified. And when we don't do that, we don't receive the power of the Holy Spirit. I think, we all would be, I think we all would agree that if we have a bad day at work and we come home and whatever we do, whatever our comfort thing is or whatever our thing we do is, I think we would all agree that that's the flesh. Would you say that's the spirit? None of us would say that's the spirit. And so he is saying here, listen, you've got you've to think about this stuff and realize that you need God's help for these things and to keep rejoicing in Jesus Christ and him crucified by keep going back to that picture in your soul of Jesus Christ and him crucified, you will begin to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and all those other things of the world? Whatever. Whatever. All right, should we go further? I got a few tired yeses. All right, next, the Apostle Paul says, let's go to the Old Testament for support of my whole justification and sanctification by faith argument, verse six. Just as Abraham, so now he's going way back to Genesis. The father of the Jews, Father Abraham. How many of you know that song? All those raised in the church, Father Abraham. I'm catching up still on those songs. Kids are saying, you know that song, Pastor Jim? I'm like, I really don't. <laughs> Now, remember, he's, he's the father of the Jews and many of the first century church were Jews, converted Jews. And what was, remember we said, this is probably Apostle Paul's first letter. What was the Bible they were teaching the people out of? The Old Testament. And so he says, just as Abraham, and then he quotes Genesis 15, 6. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted, some versions say credited to him for righteousness. Let's just stop right there. So God took Abraham's faith as if Abraham was righteous. Now, even though he was not, I mean, you read the story of Abraham. Sometimes you read the story of the guys in the Bible, you're like, 
How did, what's up with these guys? Because they were positionally perfect, but practically sinners. They were seen in God's eyes as perfect. They didn't have the indwelling spirit like we do. So we were at a distinct advantage. But they were seen by God as his perfect children, even though they proceeded to sin. Now, it's important to remember that when it says in Genesis 15, 6, that he believed God and was accounted for or credit to him for righteousness, it was before Abraham was circumcised. That, that happened in Genesis 17. So he's really, he's really banking on the fact that we know our Bible order here of events. He says, verse 7, Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Basically, only those who are of faith in the gospel that believe God and are credited as righteousness, those are the only people that are the true sons of Abraham. Let's put ourselves in the sandals of the Judaizers for a moment. They're telling the Galatians that you, uh, to be saved, you got to trust in Jesus. We get it. But you also have to be circumcised because if you're not circumcised, you're not going to be a child of Abraham. Uh, false teachers come in, they're teaching, and they're saying, listen, this is a work that you need to do. And when people would go, but that's not what Paul told us, they would say, listen, he misunderstood, Right? But, but the Apostle Paul is saying, no, 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 they misunderstood. They misunderstood how the gospel connected to the Old Testament. The truth is, we become a child of God the same way Abraham did, by faith. We believe God, and it's credited to us as righteousness. And like Abraham, we inherit the promises of God by faith. But this dude is so smart. Gosh, he's smart. I can't stand it. I'm so covetous of his brain. But instead of just telling the Galatians, the false teachers are just wrong. Come on, man. I'm your pastor. Believe me. He doesn't do it all. He deconstructs their thinking and he asks all of us to think. His basic premise is this. Abraham was credited as righteous before he was circumcised. His basic premise then is this, is that being saved by grace through faith is not a New Testament concept. He's saying it is deeply rooted in the Old Testament. You can take it all the way back to Abraham. Now, remember, he's the, he's the father of the Jews. That's why he's so important. You can take it back further than that, but that's why it's so important. Now, what happened around this time, around the time of Genesis 15? Abraham had just rescued Lot from a band of kings. Abraham was terrified. Remember, his nephew Lot was always getting in trouble. And Abraham was terrified that they would come back and kill him. And Abraham was old and he was afraid that he would never have any offspring. He would never have a son 
to continue to carry his name. In Abraham's weakness, the Lord comes to a childless old man and says this, you are going to live. And not only are you going to live, but I want you to look up in the sky and I want you to start counting stars because that's how many kids you're going to have. And Abraham believed God. Abraham trusted God. Abraham believed the promise of God. And God counted. God declared, that man is righteous in my sight. Just picture all the angels going, that guy? That guy, righteous in my sight. Was Abraham perfect? Oh, no. Was he circumcised? No. But God declared because of his faith that Abraham had a right standing before him. Now, I'm sure the Judaizers, when they heard this, were probably not too happy that the Apostle Paul breaks out the fact that Abraham was declared righteous before he was circumcised. Uh, And really, at the time, Abraham wasn't the father of the Jews. He was an uncircumcised pagan at the time. (laughs) And that brings us to another point we have to understand. This is why I'm going slow tonight, because there's a lot of stuff we have to understand, a lot of stuff we have to undo in some of our hearts. Religion says this, if you live a certain way, God will be happy with you. If you live a certain way, God will be happy with you. Now you're like, oh, go out and sin, and he'll still, no, 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 no. The gospel says, and if you don't believe me, start at Genesis at the life of Abraham and read it on through. (laughs) And only gets better. (laughs) You read Genesis and you're like, there is grace. The gospel says that even if a follower of Jesus sins, they are still loved and accepted by God because by faith they were credited as righteous. Let me back that up again. I don't want to go too fast. I want to make sure we all have it. Some of you might want to tweet it. The gospel says, even if a follower of Jesus sins, they are still loved and accepted by God because by faith they have been credited as righteous. So the Apostle Paul's conclusion in verse 7 is only those who are of faith are real spiritual sons of Abraham. Those are the real true people of God. That's how we enter the family of God, like Abraham trusting God to save us and believing and trusting in his promises. Even if we said, remember we said this Sunday, sometimes the buildings are a lot farther apart than we think. And the promise might not be immediately coming up right when we want it to be. Okay. So you got your Judaizer sandals on? You might want to put your shoes back on because I'm going to step on some toes. In verse six, it says this, Abraham 
believed God. Do you notice there's a little word missing? That we have this conversation with our friends all the time. We, we, they throw in that word in. I believe in God. Doesn't say Abraham believed in God. He did believe in God. But believing in God does not save. You hear lots of people, they'll, they'll say this, and this especially happens, you know, somebody gets a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend or, or a new business partner, and they go, they're not a Christian, but they believe in God. That is not saving faith. That is not saving faith. The apostle is clear that only the people of faith and trust are the sons and daughters of God, not good people. Heaven is not gonna be populated by good people. It's gonna be populated by forgiven people who have been declared righteous because of faith in the coming Savior. Yes, we have to believe in God, but the Bible says you believe in God, you do well, even the demons do. <laughs> like, I believe in God. Next time your friend says, oh, I believe in God, you go, well, that's great, so do the demons. <laughs> you must also believe and trust that God can do what he promises and in, case, in, the, in the case of the gospel in only what he claims to be able to do. Now notice here, it's not hereditary. We are not born into the faith by physical birth, only by spiritual rebirth. So we become a child of God like Abraham did by trusting the Lord. We trust him for forgiveness we trust him for deliverance. We trust him for salvation. We trust him for guidance. We are blessed that we know a lot more than Abraham did. They were looking forward to the coming Messiah. We are looking in the rearview mirror. We are looking back at the cross, the empty tomb. And, and, and we can trust in the risen Christ and the risen Christ alone. If you do that, if you have done that, it will be counted to you as righteousness and you will be saved. Verse eight, uh, two more verses. He continues linking the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the scriptures foreseeing, no, the scriptures are often personified. Interesting, we say when the Bible speaks, God speaks. The New Testament Bible writers were 100% on board with that. They were certain, they had a high view of the scripture that when, when, when the Old Testament spoke, God spoke, and the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, goes back to Genesis 12, 3, in you all the nations shall be blessed. Okay, so both the gospel and the Gentile inclusion came before circumcision, we'll talk about next week, hundreds of years before the law of Moses. Verse nine, so then those who are of faith are blessed. I think he's, as we would think it, the word here would be, are justified with believing Abraham. So we are justified with believing Abraham because we are of faith. Again, Intimidating intellect, <laughs> amazing. He, he looks at these guys 
and, and, he, and he knows a lot of them know their Bibles very well. Right about now, because they, they would read these letters in the congregation, you know, you could just picture someone being like, slow down. <laughs> I, my, I, I gotta absorb all this. He says, not only did the founder of Judaism, Abraham, the father of Judaism, not only did he know this about faith, but who wrote Genesis? Moses. Moses knew it too. And he's the one who gave us the law. Despite what some people will even say today, it is not works in the Old Testament and faith in the New Testament. It's always been faith. It's always been faith. Being a true child of Abraham was always being a child of faith and the only way to get his blessings. And the apostles saying, he told, God told us that back in Genesis 12. You're, you're worrying about, about me and the apostles. This stuff was, this was long, long ago. And, and notice the apostle goes backwards. He's working the scripture backwards to prove his point, how Abraham got the blessings by believing in God. Hebrews eleven eight eight through 10. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out of the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. See, not only was he looking for the promises in his life, he was looking for another promise. He was looking for the city whose builder and maker is God. Now, did he see that on, on this side of, the, uh, of life? No. So what the Apostle Paul and the writer of Hebrews are saying is profound. We received the blessings of God by faith, which makes justification by faith so very important. We just celebrated the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. Much of it is tied to the book of Galatians. Martin Luther read Galatians and his mind just expanded. He was like, oh my goodness. The reformers split the church over this. There was basically kind of one church. They split the church. Why? They would have said, because for centuries, Judaizers of a different sort were in the church perverting the purity of the gospel. And he's so clear in verse eight that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, not works, not works. We'll talk about that later. That's gonna come later in the letter. What we are to do now that we have been justified, now that the spirit dwells within us, he's gonna teach us how we continue in the faith, in the spirit. But now he's laying down the theology. What is he doing? He's trying to get us out of the way. He's teaching us, it's not you. It's not you. I hope it's making you think, I can't wait. I want to find this out. I want to know. So the Old Testament not only told us how the Messiah would come, but also how he would save by faith alone. We don't have to be circumcised. We don't have to obey the law. We don't have to perform rituals. We must simply believe we must simply put our trust 
in Jesus Christ. We must believe God. That's the gospel. That's how we are saved. That's how we continue in the faith. That's how we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to Change by Love, the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Dover, New Jersey. Our desire here at Changed by Love is simply to bring you the life-changing message of Jesus Christ by teaching you the Bible in a simple, easy-to-follow way. With that being said, we try to put our messages into as many people's hands as possible for a very low cost and often free of charge to anyone who contacts us. Did you know that all of our messages can be found for free on our website? Changedbyloveradio.com That's changedbyloveradio.com Please check out our website and hit the Contact Us button to tell us something about yourself or to request a CD copy of a message. Here at Changed by Love, we depend on the grace of God as well as the generosity and prayers of our loyal listeners. So thank you to all of you who are prayerfully and financially supporting our program. We would love to hear from you and pray that you drop us a card or a letter to Changed by Love, 158 West Clinton Street, Dover, New Jersey, 07801. And don't forget to contact our friends at this radio station and tell them you are being blessed by Changed by Love. It would be a great encouragement to them. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll make plans to join us again next time, right here on this station, for more practical Bible teaching through God's Word with Pastor Jim Kevney, passionately proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to a world that needs to hear.